1: To an emergency PFF NFL Daily, our favorite type of NFL Daily. Because there's been a trade, Sam, and it's all draft picks. The Eagles and the Saints with a massive trade. The Saints now... Well, so the Eagles started with three first-round picks. Can you, can you get the official terms? Because I got I got dragged, Sam, because I did it. not have the official terms right off the top of my head last time. I got dragged, and I deserved it. So, uh, But the Eagles go from having three first-round picks, and now they're swinging it into...
0: The future, essentially. The Eagles are getting number 18, New Orleans' first-round pick. They're getting number 101, their third-round pick. Number 237, their seventh-round pick. And here's where they make the money back. They're getting the 2023 first-round pick from New Orleans. And they're getting a 2024 second-round pick. The Saints are getting number 16, number 19, two of Philadelphia's three first-round picks, and 194, a six-round pick back. So, essentially... The Saints are moving up, you know, a couple of spots in the draft, and they're paying a lot of future picks to do it. So if you take some of, like, the third and
1: fourth and fifth, if you take some of those picks out of it, right, the Saints now have two firsts, which are 16 and 19. Mm -hmm. And the Eagles go from three firsts down to only two. Yep, Uh, And that's, what, uh, 15 and 18. So the Eagles lose a first-round pick this year, but they gain a first – next year, and a
0: second in 2024. You can, you can kind of simplify it from New Orleans' point of view to say that effectively they gave up a third-round pick this year and a future first and second-round pick in order to jump a couple of spots in the draft and get, you know, that, get those two first-round picks. When you say it like that, it sounds really, really rich <laughs> yeah. for the
1: Saints. So, it sounds terrible. <laughs> so it's this massive exchange of draft picks, and the theories are already out there from the Saints' point of view, Sam – that now they have two picks so they can maybe even package them further to go get above division rival Carolina Panthers, the first QB desperate team. They do have the draft capital on the Jimmy Johnson charts with those two firsts to go get number five from the New York Giants or above. And is that the play for the Saints to get
0: above the Carolina Panthers? I, so I think trading up again is the only thing that makes any sense whatsoever. When this first happened, you're looking at it and you're like, what, I, what is this? Like, what are the Saints even trying to achieve? Because all they've done effectively with this move, if this is an isolated move with no other additional things, is they jumped the Chargers, right? Who are probably going to go after a tackle, who's like tackle number four, or number five on the board at that point, if those top three guys go somewhere in the top 10. So you're like, that's an absolute ton to give up just to jump the Chargers for a tackle, who might not be there, right? We've no like we're in April the fourth. We have no idea if that tackle is going to be there. Um, number four, number five. There could be a run, and they all five could be gone. So you suddenly think about it a bit more, and you're like, that's probably not what they're doing. On the basis of that sounds too ridiculous to be true. So what they have done is they've flipped a future first-round pick into this year, and all of a sudden they have two first-round picks this year, which does make jumping up again more achievable there are teams that don't want to parlay you know into the future and instead would rather two picks in this first round lower down so then you start like totting it up like you said the jimmy johnson trade value the fitzgerald spielberger trade value chart whatever you want you start adding up the ammunition and figuring out how high the saints can get in this draft and who they're potentially going after and as you said they can get as high as maybe the jets or the giants pick which would jump Carolina, a team who is now being linked massively to Kenny Pickett, a quarterback. Maybe that's the play. On the other hand, the Saints are a team who have made one of the worst trades in recent memory, you know, trading multiple first-round picks to get in and get Marcus Davenport. They may just be trading up for offensive tackle number one, two, or three or wide receiver, number one, two, or three. Like, maybe they love one of those guys enough that they're willing to try and jump up into the top five to snag one of those guys.
1: Let's unpack that really quick, because Marcus Davenport's a really good player, and you just described it as one of the worst trades in history, not because Marcus Davenport's not a good player, but because the Saints gave up more in that trade for a non-quarterback than anybody in history to that point in the first round. And Marcus Davenport, very good player, but when you pick a non-quarterback and have him as the price of two or three high-end players. It just rarely works out, right? Um, our guy, Timo, risk a, right? 20% discount on future picks. He throws it into the trade simulator, right? You're going through this general estimate. estimate let's say the Saints are an average team over the next few years. The Eagles return. They're going to win this trade over 60% of the time. And I think this is... Look, both teams have their own agendas, right? And I want to circle back to the Saints agenda for a second here. But for what the Eagles... The Eagles, uh, incredible here, right? An incredible accomplishment here because they had the three first rounders. On the surface, this looks like a weak first round class, right? I mean, it's like, ah, you know, the Eagles are going to come away with three players. We talked about a lot on the main PFF NFL podcast. Start flipping picks to next year. It's better quarterback class, probably a better overall class, given this class feels a little weak right now. So love the Eagles pushing their picks to the future. Let's come back to them for a second, though. The Saints are almost, we think they're going for a quarterback, but is it really, like you said, is it really just get a tackle, get a receiver? These are two major needs. They need a left tackle, could use another elite receiver. Are they just saying, we want the picks now, we want the players now, we're going to mortgage the future just a little bit
0: for them? I mean, I think Philadelphia have gotten an absolute steal in this deal. Generally, I think they've done a really smart thing, generally. I think in this year more than any other year, kicking picks into the future made a lot of sense because of that quarterback class and the quarterback class next year. It just gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, it's something that we've been speculating on our podcast. Chris Collinsworth had been speculating on his was something teams with multiple first-round picks might look to do. Philadelphia with three, it just made all the sense in the world. Like, if nothing else, it it sort of diversifies what where you have all the ammunition and kind of spreads your risk a little bit more, right? They're, now they're not... Everything isn't in this year. They've got multiple first-round picks next year as well. So even if they completely whiff this year, they're still really well-positioned. So I think the Eagles side of this, it's just win across the board. New Orleans, though, when you look at those um, trade simulations that Timo creates and the PFF data powers, it generally says that trading up is a bad idea. If you trade up, you're almost certainly going to lose because of the things you talked about with Davenport. That guy now has to be worth two picks uh, in terms of his production on the field for it to make sense. So the one position where you can counter that balance is quarterback. If you trade up and it's for a quarterback, you don't automatically lose the trade, you know the majority of the time, because that quarterback can provide the value of multiple other players. But this is 2022, and this is one of the weakest quarterback classes for like a decade. So if that's what the Saints, so if the Saints are trading up for any other position, Not only is this this individually a bad trade, it's cataclysmic because they're about to do it a second time, right? They're about to trade up once, lose the trade, trade up a second time, lose the trade. Combined, those are disastrous. And if they're doing it for a quarterback, now you're hoping to offset the loss of the first trade with a QB in the worst quarterback class since like 2013.
1: If, If they do trade up again, let's say it is to five. It doesn't have to be to five. I mean, that's the assumption. There's always a chance that the Saints love two quarterbacks, and they're like, hey, the Panthers are get one, we'll get the... Who knows? But if they do make another massive move, when you go back and start calculating, like you said, the two trades that got them all the way up to number five, it is going to be an incredible haul, even too much potentially for a quarterback. I will say, you're saying maybe they're going to jump the Panthers for Kenny Pickett and all this stuff. There were rumors that the Saints were going to trade up for Patrick Mahomes back in 2017 when they're doing it they're doing it to try to hit a home run is this a malik willis move we've talked a lot on the podcast he's the only guy that has that special type of upside crazy arm talent the ability to run do the saints believe that they could develop the other parts of his game and this is the home run that they're trying to hit in this draft
0: It's possible, but they may like the problem with trading up for Malik Willis is that might require getting up as high as number two. Like there have been talks recently that Malik Willis could go number two to the Detroit Lions. If he makes it past number two, fine. Maybe they maybe they'll hold fire until draft day and like wait and see if that happens. But if they haven't, then what have they executed this trade for at all? They've they've just burned these picks. I think there's a real chance that this team is trying to trade up for one of those top three. Offensive tackles, Iki Iquanu, Evan Neal, Charles Cross. These are three guys that are expected to go in the top 10, and there is a step between those guys and the next group, the Bernard Rymans, the Trevor Pennings of the world. If the Saints think that that step is huge, they've shown in the past that they are willing to just go and get a guy, whatever it costs. Man, I don't know. This is this is all in for a tackle? I'm not buying
1: it. I can't buy that. I mean, look, I think, it, I think it's either... They're maneuvering for a QB, or they do just want to fill those two needs. Get one of the tackles and get one of the receivers. You have two first-round picks. Fill those needs, or maybe it's a defensive player, whatever it might be. Um, I'm probably leaning quarterback, though, for the Saints. We'll go a little bit longer here today because I want to talk about what the Eagles are doing here. You have another year of Jalen Hurts as a starter. I think he is right on that cusp, right? It's either make a big jump in year three, or the Eagles are right back to drafting a quarterback next year and they in what should be a better quarterback class next year just by default it should be forget the actual names it should be CJ Stroud's in it who knows about Bryce Young whatever are they just positioning themselves to be in that good position next year as well they're not sacrificing this year on the way they're spreading out their first round picks over the next few years that's better for from a cap situation as well it's a really smart move for the Eagles picking up all
0: this extra, extra draft capital Couldn't agree more. I mean, I think this was smart anyway for for teams with multiple first round picks this year. I think it just made so much sense. And it still does, right? The Giants, the Jets, these are multiple teams. What are we, seven teams? Eight now with multiple first round picks for every one of them except the New Orleans Saints. It makes sense to start trying to kick those into next year because there's always a discount with those first-round picks in the future years for no good reason. And if you're a team that might have a quarterback need somewhere in the future, Giants, absolutely. Um, Then, yeah, trade for next year and give yourself more flexibility. All right, I want to give the Saints some credit on the way out
1: here, though. We always talk about how the Rams do things differently. The Saints have done things very differently over the last decade. They've made these massive credit worthy. Yes, because they've, because they've been a good team, right? So they've, they've had the success. So the saints, they, they push the, yeah, they they run the credit card to the max every year and and work the cap and get there. Right. And they like to trade up and and make these power moves, but they've also hit on more prospects than, than anybody in the last 10 years. I'm just saying they've had a lot of success
0: with their style. Pretty significant counterpoint, sir. Two most important members of that success in the last decade, Drew Brees, Sean Payton. Neither of them are there anymore.
1: No, I get it. I, look, I, I understand that does, you know, that does take care of a lot of your issues. But just saying the Saints have done a really good job. They mortgage the future from a cap standpoint, and they're doing it in the draft as well. So final word, I think it's a great move by the Eagles and yep. probably the first move of another one
0: or two from the Saints the pff yeah this makes only make sense if there's a second move coming
1: let us know who won the trade
0: we know it's the eagles
1: pff nfl daily